You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling. I'm author of Your Goal Guide and creator of The Dev Method for Goal Setting Simplified. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. So every week, I bring in three of my people to dive into the topic of the week. And then on Thursday, it magically becomes an episode of the Dev Show podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network. We are so glad you're here joining us to talk about something that's really important, personal goals. It's not just about that brass ring for your business, although it is important. We need to find that elusive work-life balance. And especially at the beginning of the year, okay, I do talk about goals year round, but this time of year, everybody's talking about goals. I wanna make sure you are embracing not just your professional aspirations for the new year, but the personal ones as well. Stellar panel today, we have Eric Fisher, who I've known for years through social media life, and we figured it's been like five years since we've seen each other in real or online life. And he's, among other things, the host of Beyond the To-Do List podcast, Nona Prather, who I met through our friends at the Gem Meetup. And not only is she a booking agent for speakers, but she's an RVer. So talk about really embracing the life part of work-life balance. And Michael Weissman, who I recently interviewed on Taste Buds with Deb, is the author of The Rye Bread Marriage. The wonderful panel today, and I would love for them all to introduce themselves a little bit better. Eric, let's start with you. Who are you and why are you here? Uh, well, I'm here because you asked me, but that's there's a there's a deeper question or answer to that question. Uh, my name is Eric Fisher. I am the host and producer of Beyond the To Do List. It's a podcast focused on productivity and getting not just more done, but getting the right things done. I've been doing the show since August of 2012. So if you're counting, we're now in we're now in year. Well, if you if you're doing it birthday wise, we finished eleven years. We're in the twelfth year, so to speak. So we'll be celebrating twelve years later this year. Um, crazy to think about doing a, a. And I've done other podcasts, but that's. I mean, those are my passions. I mean, you can kind of see there's geeky stuff maybe in the dark corner and shelf behind me, but for the most part, my life is hanging out with my friends, my family. But then online, it is all about productivity, social media. Um, and especially podcasting. <laughs> and and I think I tried to have you on last year and I got crickets from LinkedIn. Now we know just to message you on Facebook, but you had posted, you know, my goal this year is to be a more podcast. And it was, I, I love how, and you know, we get a little bit freaked out how well the algorithm knows us, but I think this is like score one for well, the algorithm showing and Score right. one for goals because this is the fourth show I've been on this year already, and we're recording this live on the 8th of January. So winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely score one for goals, and it, it's really when you put the things that you want out there, you know, case in point, they're more likely to happen. I know yep. it's more to it than that, but yes. really nice baseline of that. Wonderful. Uh, Nona, welcome. Great to have you here. Thank you so much. Yep. I am um, Nona Prather. I'm a booking agent for professional speakers, authors, consultants. Um, and I started this journey a very long time ago, whenever I was only eight years old, because my dad is a professional speaker. And so I remember when he quit his job and decided he wanted to be a professional speaker. Um, and it really became like my whole family helping me, my stepmom, my brother. Um, it became a 
you know, like we were answering phones, we were sending phone calls, emails, faxes, mailings in the mail. And so I didn't think I would grow up and continue in this life. And actually, I was working a corporate job for a long time until three years ago. And that's kind of when I decided to get out of the rat race and uh, and, you know, achieve some of my personal goals, which was one of them was living full time in an RV and being able to travel, which, you know, we now do for the last three years. So, um, yeah, that had a, a big part to do with it. Um, um, and last year was able to get my book out. Um, so that was a goal that I was able to accomplish last year. So um, it's been a lot of changes the last three years, but I'm loving what I'm doing now. And you were telling us in the pre-show you went skiing today. Yes. two hours prior to the show. I mean, talk about your balance. Yeah, we live in a, a RV park that's right across from the ski resort. And so we can, on a lunch break, we can go for a couple runs on our lunch break, which was a part of getting out of the rat race and having to just be at work all day for eight to 10 hours a day, which is, I was at work like 10 hours a day before. And now I can do calls in the morning, do calls in the evenings and go skiing in the middle. Yeah, one of the biggest goals of my life <laughs> to achieve. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it, imbalance really is what you make of it. So yeah. I think that is fantastic. Michael. Well, I think I'm probably less organized than the rest of you because I'm a writer and I've got that fuzzy headed thing that kind of walks around going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then I have the other um, action oriented part of myself that has learned over the years to master the fuzzy headed person. But I would say that um, goals and organization, well, in some ways have come to me slowly, although there's a thing about writing um, or do, doing dinner parties, because the other thing that I do is, of course, I, I, I am the author, by the way, of my fourth book is called The Rye Bread Marriage. And I write about food and family and complicated psychological and all kinds of interesting and I hope sometimes funny things. But um, I've always, there's a piece of me that is extremely organized because if you're writing a book or making a dinner party within that organization, I have, I kind of was born knowing how to put things together and, um, and focus. But then there was the other piece of me that was kind of overwhelmed and terrified by all the other, you can't just focus on one beautiful goal or one, even one whole book. You have to also live your life and you have to pay your bills and you have to earn some money. And, and that has been a challenge for me all my life. And, um, but in that sense, maybe my relationship to goals is even more intimate and passionate and grateful because I've learned over time to, um, to just have three things on the top of my list and to make them all happen and then take three more things because that's what works for me. Awesome. Um, and I, I put in, the, and I'll put this in the recap. If you go to the devmethod.com slash blog, you will see um, the recap and the links and all sorts of things. But when I interviewed you on Taste Buds with Deb, what you gave me for the recipe was um, like a layered salad because you love the salad course and how um, how conducive it is to having a long first course to conversation. So lots of fun. The other part with being a writer, which I beyond relate to, is we need to be creative and we need to be structured, especially in nonfiction authors, because you have to put all of <laughs> I'll put all the ducks in a row. We've got our, our StreamYard duck puddles here joining us today. But it's really a matter of putting everything in place, making a plan, and turning your life into reality. And it's true whether you're an RVer or your social media and productivity expert or writer or really any kind of consultant, busy professional, etc. You need to figure out what balances for yourself and then... Um, live it. So we'll start with the easy, the easy question might not be so easy for everybody, but what are personal goals? What is your definition? Uh, Eric, do you want to start us out? Sure. Uh, so I, I mean, for me, personal goals, uh, it, we're, it's funny, we're recording this 
in the first week of January. And this is, you know, probably a lot of people have already dropped off of their New Year's resolutions. I don't make resolutions. I don't. I just don't. And I think a lot of other people start to cringe when they hear the, that phrase. And they've kind of come more into the the realm of the acceptable terminology for basically the same thing, which is uh, setting goals for the new year. And it's this time of year is weird. And, and I don't love it because there's the whole, we got to close the year strong. That's all November, December talk. And then there's the, well, you've got to uh, kick off the new year. Great. And kill, you know, kill everything, kill all your goals, not kill them all, but you know, I mean, like you got to kill it this year and you got to achieve everything. And it's like, you got to look backwards and see what worked and you got to look forwards and dream big and set everything up. And it's like, that's a lot of pressure for a tur- just an arbitrary turning of the calendar page when honestly, we're all busy at the end of the year, no matter what we're doing or who we're doing things with, we're doing more things then because of the holidays. And so where does all this time come, this extra time come that I need in order to spend time on myself? So I like to think of personal goals as something that's a rolling thing and constantly, like whether you're checking in every quarter and seeing where you're at with things and you just keep rolling quarter by quarter and you maybe do monthly check-ins or weekly check-ins, I, it's all about incremental and it's personal and again the the rolling flexibility of you know getting back on the horse in other words over and over again but it's about that you know there's the incremental it's the it's laying a brick and another brick and another brick till you have the house and hopefully it's the house you wanted (laughs) well and, and i'm completely with you and i'm sure you do this as well i only I start the new year in December to give people a running start in the new year. And I do new year, not new year, new you topics in December. Yes, I said that right. As well as in January, because everybody else does. But it's not just about ending the year strong, starting the new year strong. It's keeping in mind what you're trying to accomplish on a rolling basis. So I am completely with you. What would you define, though, as a personal goal? So like a specific goal for myself yes, is what you're saying. Yeah. For me, uh, my health is, is a personal goal right now. Um, I know that going in 2019, I was making a lot of headway at that point. I believe I was at the healthiest I ever was other than college. I had finally gotten back more towards where I wanted to be and needed to be. There was still more work to be done. And 2020 kind of derailed that and kind of has kept things in, you know, limbo. I've made very minor impre- uh, improvements. So, and I could say, well, it's weight or it's, you know, dropping, you know, losing weight or it's feeling better overall or being more momentum uh, driven in terms of physical activity. For me, the goal really does come down to every day that I do physical activity and don't stay up too late and get enough sleep. It's kind of those two things. That's the goal is, and and those are two things that like, if you get off a little bit, you can jump right back on. You can course, you can take a nap. You can make sure you get to bed a little earlier or you take, you know, certain supplements or, uh, Oh, I didn't walk yesterday. Okay, well, I'll walk twice today, just shorter so I don't wear myself out or stand at the desk. So my my health overall and my feeling of well-being, and there's certain metrics to that, but that is my specific personal goal. Got it. And, and you're right. I think it's much easier, but it doesn't feel much easier to get back on the horse with personal goals as it does with the professional ones because they're more what I call lifestyle goals related rather than specific project, what you are building, but what you are building is a healthy you. So good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Nona, what about you? How do you define personal goals? Yeah. Um, I'm actually glad Eric went first because I probably would have hopped in with my business goals for the year. But um, so personal goals are a little bit for me. I don't know. I, maybe because I feel selfish sometimes about them or something. I don't readily do them as quickly as I do So I can think of a list of things that I want for my business this year that I'm working on. And I have several specific goals there. 
But then as far as personal goals, honestly, it's just, I do want to enjoy life more. And part of that is like keeping the house picked up, you know, like we live in a tiny little space, (laughs) 240 square feet. So it's like keeping the counters um, picked up as much as possible. Um, My desk right now is a mess. So, you know, that just made me think of those personal goals as like me and uh, me and my husband kind of set for ourselves to be able to enjoy life. We kind of need things in order for us to be able to enjoy life. We're not, um, we need things, I don't know, just picked up more. Um, it's probably one of the big ones. And then also I kind of have um, a goal that I started several months ago. I'm at like 60 days without any alcohol. And I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't an alcoholic or anything, but I just felt like I probably was, especially being in Colorado, New Mexico. There's a lot of really good beer here. And it was was starting to, I was noticing myself drinking just a little too much, which was not good for my health. I'm type one diabetic, so I have to watch my health too. And that's just not good for me to do. So um, I plan to continue as a personal goal to continue the whole rest of the year without alcohol and see how, just see how far I can go without it. Um, so anyways, that's probably my biggest personal goal of the year is to just keep staying off alcohol. <laughs> I think it's better for me. And so for you, the personal goals are like quality of life goals. Yeah, it's not like I, I tend to whenever someone asks about a goal, I always think business wise and I never think about what are my personal ones. And then you made me think of I was like, actually, I have set some personal goals. I just haven't really said them out loud. And that's why I think it's so important to have this kind of conversation because everybody is, and uh, we'll, we'll call back to what Eric said. Yes, everybody calls them uh, resolutions, whether or not you do them. Resolutions, goals, intentions, things you're planning to do, right. it's all the same thing. And it's all for the betterment of the life you want. But it's really easy for the personal goals to slip through the cracks, which is why it's even more important to highlight them. Yes. So, Michael. Okay. So my goal, uh, so so my very personal and lifestyle goal you're talking about is um, I am a swimmer and I walk regularly. I'm, I'm really, 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 really good at the, um, at the aerobic, but I, my, one of my goals for this year, and I'm working on it is to do half an hour of stretching and yoga a day, because if you sit at your desk, and you're getting older, which we all are, even though I seem to have gotten there a little bit faster. You, um, you really better be doing your stretching, and I really better be doing my stretching, or you're just not. I'm just not going to enjoy the writing because everything's going to hurt, and especially because I'm a swimmer and my left shoulder. And it's a. It's so I. My goal, my personal like body goal for the year is um, is definitely to do to be more regular about stretching and yoga. And I have this program that I do online. And so I can do a half an hour a day. And I really, the guy who does it, I want to kill him. I mean, really, I, if I hear his voice one more time, I'm just going to, ah. but it helps me. So I'm really trying to work very hard at, at that goal. My other goals are more, are definitely professional to keep my book moving forward and to get really launched on the next book but also to manage work and family effectively because um, since my, since my, uh, the rye bread marriage came out in August, the middle of August, I've been, I've been really busy. And so I noticed that children and grandchildren and friends and how am I going to, I, it's so odd that I am like a, work, a young working mother again, in the sense that if I'm not very mindful the pieces don't work right. And of course, it's really important to me to be a member of this family and a loving member. And I have little grandchildren who are so yummy and I don't want to miss. Um, and yet I don't want to miss this later in life professional opportunity either. So it's funny, I actually wrote, I wasn't even thinking about the show, but I was thinking about what has to go off, what I drop. Um, what I have always done that I drop in order to keep my, you know, write, promote, um, stay in loving relationship with my friends, which often means cooking and having people gather around and also my family. And so there are things that I've just dropped, things that I've always done. I am not stepping up when anyone, people say, 
can you you know do this do this act of charity or this act of you know social awareness or go I mean, I didn't, I'm not going to protest a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm just living a personal life a private life and a professional life, because that is the best that I can do right now. And this is after a lifetime of really feeling it was really, really, really important to be a mentor and to be a this and to be a that and to be communityly oriented. And I may be again, but I've had to say, okay, this system is not going to work unless I, um, I'm, I am making choices. So I have to tell you one thing, thing though, that, that is interesting because people don't usually make work uh, goals like going into the holidays, but our, we had Christmas Hanukkah was postponed this year. So we were kind of, we had some time in mid to late December and I said, and I wrote a list and I said, there are four things that I'm going to get done. And I did it. Gosh, darn it. I got them all done. Before, and I, it, it, um, the writing pieces of that, it really gave me a boost. It was like a jump start. Wow. Look at you, kiddo. And um, I feel like I, I wrote fast because I had these goals. And I feel like that was actually very creativity inducing instead of the, I have to have the perfect word, the perfect word, because I am a bit of a perfectionist. But um, so I feel like I'm starting off this year with. You're starting with wins. Yeah, I am. I'm very, I'm really pleased. I'm really happy about that. And. One thing that you you just mentioned, which I think I'm going to ask for some buy-in or (laughs) thoughts from the rest of the panel is the heart of achieving goals is seeing what you can get rid of so you can prioritize the time. Um, I frequently say when you say no to other things that aren't serving you, you're saying yes to yourself. And then you give someone else an opportunity to say yes to the thing that you're turning down. So what what do you do, um, Eric, for prioritizing? Well, uh, that's a that's a great question. I think that it's it's got to fit. The thing is, is like so. So I think what you're describing is the opportunity cost. Is I mean, and 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 what's funny is I, again, I go back to the geekiness of things. There's this thread, or there's been this this perpetual motion of people talking about multiverse things where there's an alternate universe version of me. And it's like, so every time you make a choice, you become the person that's moving forward in the line, you know, the yes you took. And then there's all these other ones where the no you, you gave and you said yes to something else. It's like you have one yes to give and then, and it's no to everything else. Like right now, I'm sitting here talking with you. I'm not, you know, I don't even know where my phone is. It's not here. I left it away from me and put myself on do not disturb. That was a choice. And so it's that opportunity cost. And it's about knowing, it, honestly, the only way you really can understand that opportunity cost and that in knowing which things you're going to give your yes to is by doing a lot of that internal checking in with yourself. Self-awareness is one of the phrases we use on my show all the time, um, including a mailbag episode that came out today. Um, I think it came up in every single question we answered. And if you're not spending continual time with that self-awareness, not in a, oh no, I have to check in on myself and make sure I'm doing okay. No, it's checking in with yourself. It's a relationship with yourself. It's not a home. It's not a business thing. I think I wanted to call this out. One of the things that I noticed is all the personal goals we were talking about, they're work goals too. They affect the work, like my health, um, uh, spending time with family, all these different things that we said, all of those, the stretches, Michael, um, you, you even called it out right there. And I wanted to say something. I didn't want to interrupt you though, is that you were doing, you were making sure you do the yoga and the stretching so that you can do the work without sitting there in pain. So I don't know if that answers the question, but it's you, you're making, it's a continual choice and only by continually making it, do you realize it's the right or wrong thing, but no, no, no choice is wrong per se. If you then learn from that and then do the right. Yes. Next. 
Absolutely. And yes, you did answer the question. And as as people may or may, as people probably know, so the D and the Deb method is to determine your mission. So when you know who you are and what you're all about, it makes it easier to discern what we don't like to use the word should, but what should be a yes versus what it's okay to pass on. So what is in alignment versus what's going to take from you. And I'm also really glad that you called out the, the personal goals make your professional life better because it makes you healthier and happier, uh, more enthusiastic when you're finding your joy in one aspect of your life is going to leak onto the professional side for sure. Oh, Nona. Yeah. So priority. Yeah. Yes. The priority um, question. Yeah. Well, I was going to add on what Eric said, you know, whatever. I didn't think about it being a professional goal too, but yeah, you're right. Like, because I can see my sink from right here. If I, if it is full of dishes, it is so distracting. And it's all I can think about when I'm, right. I really need to be focusing on the person I'm talking to or what I'm doing. It is, it's a huge distraction. So yeah, that really does all tie in together. Um, but for me, priorities, I mean, first family, of course, um, getting what my daughter needs. And then I, um, and then I work on myself and my husband and then, um, business is, you know, up there, but it's not the end all be all. I mean, I'm trying to be as successful as possible, but my number one goal is to make me, my child, my family happy. Um, and so I hope I'm doing that right, <laughs> you know, and, but I've got, um, also on priorities, if I don't have something on my calendar, I will forget. So like keeping up with my calendar is always a huge priority for me. Like I check it every morning, every evening. And I know it probably sounds like that's a lot, but actually it does free my mind up to be able to do other things. If I keep my calendar a priority, cause then I know what I've got for the next day, for the next week, I have a um, team meeting with everyone that works with me every single Monday morning. So we had our team meeting this morning at 8 a.m. And we talk about what do we have for this this week? What are we going to do? Who are we meeting with? Who's our next client possibly that we need to work with? What kind of stuff? And then we talk about like what's going to be on the newsletter next. Like it's always, it's it really helps to have um, organization for me, especially with my calendar to keep my priorities straight. <clears throat> and then like one of the things I'm working on a second book this year, and I, I've already started writing it and got like a quarter of our way through it, um, is if I don't have that on my calendar, like if I set it a priority, like I that's one of those things that I don't particularly enjoy writing, probably like Michael does, I don't particularly enjoy writing, but I know I need to do it. And I know I'm pretty good at it once I set my mind to it, but I just have to make it a priority and actually put it on my calendar so that I can do it and be like, okay, this is your hour of book writing this today. This is your hour of making up those follow-up calls. This is your hour of um, meeting with the new client. This is your hour with doing that. And so um, I, I just, yeah, my calendar helps me keep my priorities straight too. So <laughs> I love that because if it's not on the calendar, it just doesn't get done and or it doesn't exist. A yeah. uh, quick shout out to Cliff Ravenscraft, who has been a multiple guest on the show watching live. Yo, it is Eric Fisher. We are all <laughs> saying hello back to you, Cliff. We hope your year is off to a wonderful start. If you are watching live, say hello. Maybe share one of your goals for the year so we can cheer you on. Uh, but let's, so we love the tool of the calendar. And I know Eric loves tools uh, in particular. Do you have a tool or hack that you want to share for keeping those personal goals top of mind? That is a great question. Um, just the ones that I, I mean, just the ones normally that everybody's using, I, I would say, let's go with a journaling app. Day one is one where you check in with, I mean, again, I, like I said earlier, it's not about checking in with yourself as a homework assignment. It's a, it's a log book. It's a, it's not a diary. It is a, it, it, although you can share your feelings, it's about <laughs> thoughts too. Um, but any kind of any journaling app that'll work for you, even pen and paper or an actual journal, 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 uh, a, a, a analog, as we would say, um, you can go with that. And, uh, but yeah, having certain prompts that you just kind of come back to, um, fairly regularly, that's kind of the way that you check in again. That's how you check in with those, those yeses versus those no's. You can kind of gauge where you feel at, feel you're at, um, uh, 
not just in terms of progress, but how you feel about that progress or what you're thinking about that progress. And often, um, you know, this, this is almost like self accountability. You definitely won't, don't want to discount actual account. Uh, it's not, not accountability. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say agro accountability is real people. No, you can be accountable to yourself. But what I'm saying is, is this is actual accountability on a solo level versus a group level. So any journal or journaling app key. Yes. I, I am so with you journaling. It, it, well, it's a, I, I spoke for the International Association of Journal Writers uh, toward the end of the year because I love journaling that much. It's, it's the whole brainstorming part of the process is huge. And I'm actually going to combine what you said with what Nona just said, because I'm all for keeping a win list like in a journal document. But what I found works even better is every day at six o'clock, my calendar reminds me to write down my wins for the day and I'll write it in and then I will set the calendar for the next day and the next day. And it's much more effective. And I love the Google Doc, but I am human. And it is much easier to be tracking the wins when you get not just the reminder, but the reminder has a place where you're going to be writing that stuff down. So huge fan of calendars, huge fan of journaling. Michael, are you going to agree with me too inadvertently? What is your favorite tool for keeping things straight in your life? You know, I'm a, so we have to say that I'm a different breed of cat here. You know, I, I am the creative and the fuzzy headed and I, you know, I mean, I have come to organization actually, and they do it rather well now, but it's so not native. And so, no, I'd say my, you know what, my tool, my, my tool is when I had a young child, I realized one day that I could not be two places at once. And that if I tried to be two places at once, I was really going to screw up. That's what I try to keep in mind. I need to be one place. I need to be working from say 8.30 to one. I need to swim, you know, like between four, three and five. And if I start fudging about the truth about this either, oh, I can... I can help my friend blah, 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 blah with her and I can get this writing done. No, I can't because I can only be one place at a time. That's, I think I probably that, I mean, people would, when I, when I, I mean, I often say to people who are really organized, I'm coming back as you in my next life. So I'm coming back as you all in my next life, but, but this works for me little, you know, it works like, okay. I want my day full, but I don't want to pretend I'm schizophrenic because I don't do that real well. So that's. Um... Yeah, I think that the first of all, good answer, good answer. And you can't be too places. It, it really ties into everything we're talking about. You can't be two places at once. You can't do everything. You can't say yes to everyone and still say yes to yourself. That's right. That's right. And. Which leads to, and I kind of think it's an obvious question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What stops people from not only, not just setting, but achieving their personal goals? What do you think are the, the biggest pitfalls people face when it comes to that? Nona? Oh, I was going to say um, being afraid, being like, whenever I do reels or um, I get up on stage and speak in front of an audience, and then I have so many just friends and people who know me who say, I just, I can't believe that you know how to do that or that you are, you can do that. You just get up there and you make it look easy. And I, the truth is I'm terrified before I get up there every time, but fear holds people back. And honestly, you're not going to grow. Like when we were skiing today, was I a little scared to go down that, that new trail that just opened that looked a little scary. Yeah. But if you don't ever do anything that scares you, then how are you supposed to grow as a person? So I think fear is definitely the number one holding back of anyone who from achieving their goals, they just don't, they let it hold them back and they just don't go out and do it. Love that. I, uh, podcast listeners, I am nodding. This is right. awesome. And so, so true. <laughs> Michael, what I said me too. I'm that? nodding too. <laughs> what oh. what pitfalls um, 
do people face? Well, what I, you know, all right, since it wasn't really my turn, but, uh, but. No, it's your turn. Okay. Okay. What I would say (laughs) on top of what Nona just said is that, so hidden inside of that fear is Mm self-loathing and the not loving yourself. And that's, I mean, to say that as a, that the real goal for all of us who want to live rich lives is to learn how to love ourselves in, in a way, you know, to learn, not, you know, not the, oh, I'm so fabulous way, but in the real deep way where you can believe in yourself. And it is a lifelong, it's a lifelong work. And fear manifests itself as one aspect of the not loving. And there are so many and there's the other one is the green eye and envy that they have that and I don't because, you know, I poor me. There's so many. I, I mean, I've lived every every one of those techniques and I just work on them. I work on them. I've been working on, you know, I sometimes I think that I'm like, you know, I don't know if anybody knows that in, in English literature, there was this book from the 18th century called Pil- Pilgrim's Progress. And that's me. I'm Pilgrim's Progress. I'm just working at it. And it get what's amazing is it gets better. It really does. You work at it, it gets better, right, Nona? Oh yes, yeah. yes. The more you do it, the better you do. I mean, yeah, you just rip in the bandaid off, and then it gets better and better. And then you're like, "What was I so afraid of?" Right. And <laughs> Why then did, I, I, did I not I think, think I was worthy when I actually am? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Eric, what do you think? I think well, what I'm I'm also nodding. But I and and people watching can see that, but people hearing need to hear that too. I am nodding exactly right there with you. Fear is the thing, um, and I think it's beyond that too. I think even before the fear, we just honestly live potentially complacent lives where we're just like we don't consider that the options are even there to do any of the things. Like it's not that we don't want to do things; we just don't even think that it's a possibility. It's not even an option to choose a yes too. And, um, one of, one of the people that's been on my show a lot, uh, John Acuff, his more recent book, two books, one that was first by him. And then he also wrote a version with his two, uh, grown ish late high school, early college daughters was all about this theme of soundtracks and the inner thoughts that play in our minds and switching that playlist up to be something else. That's not self-sabotaging. Yes, because whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. Right. And it does start with that, with that decision. Um, My big thing with with what I do in my book is it's like you have a choice, whether changes by choice or by circumstance, you don't necessarily, you don't need to get caught up in your head. This is a way for you to do that, um, the self-work to figure out, okay, in my perfect life, what does that look like? Okay, what am I about? What do I need to do? And how do I get there? And I'm all about goal setting simplified because people overcomplicate their lives, but it really just starts with taking one step and then another step and then another step. So we, we've talked about, and I feel like I, I want to give you all an opportunity to share your, your professional goals because I know you're all working on awesome things this year. So before we go into gifting goals to the audience, I would love to to hear what you all are working on and prioritizing this year. So Eric. Sure. I'll go first. Um, So my thought, I think I already shared a little bit was the idea of this being the fourth podcast that I've been a guest on now already this year, just by putting something out there last year, late at the end of the year, saying, hey, I run a show, I have guests all the time, but I'd love to guest more. Uh-oh, did he freeze? Uh, I think Eric froze, which is why we love live so much, and he is back. Oh. I don't know what just happened. I don't know, <laughs> you were like this. It was a really great Yeah, pose. it was a great pose. So if, if you're listening, go check the replay around. 40 minute mark. Yes. Anyway, guesting more on podcasts. Yes. So that's one goal. Um, I've been thinking of, do I want to have a goal number for that? And 
I'm thinking I kind of want to try and go for like, okay, let's see if I can't average one a week. There will be some weeks where there'll be more and some weeks where there'll be less, but 52 is a nice number. And hey, I've already hit January (laughs) in the first week and a half. So full steam ahead. (laughs) I love that. And and that's another thing too, um, that overshoot. You know, what one uh, personal goal that we haven't really talked about, but that I think you know, really spans is networking because it enhances your personal and your professional lives. And I always say, you know, set your networking goals for the month. And then when you hit it, you could do more or you could take a breath. So uh, another power to getting ahead, but also giving yourself a number to strive for that even if you get close or if you surpass, it's all worth celebrating. So awesome. Great. Yay. Michael. <laughs> yes. What, what you said, you've got another book you're working on. Is that yeah. your main goal for the year? Well, no, I've, well, they're double and I'm starting a sub stack. So, you know, that's definitely a goal, but that goal is, is um, interconnected with the next book. Cause I can do pieces of the, I can do pieces of the next book in the sub stack. And so I can be, sort of in a sense, all of my goals can be moving forward at the same time. I can be writing, I can be promoting my book, I can be working on the next book. And that can work sort of through um, um, that substack, su- that substack. Um, and I, I think that, so the, yeah, that those that's definitely my professional goal. And then to really stay focused on a limited the limited number of things that I um that I that I expressed earlier because it, it it's just crucial because I think if you get overwhelmed it just sets you back um or it certainly sets me back if I get overwhelmed then I just kind of fall down and then I then I and then I lie on the ground and I'm screaming and crying you know figuratively speaking and then I have to pick myself up and then that's a, that takes a long time. And if you can stay moderate steady, you know, nobody, I'm no, I'm never going to be steady all the time, but just moderately steady and not have these collapses, I can just keep moving. But, um, well, actually, I, I was going to say one more thing, but I think that's going to be the gift that I'm going to give to the other people. Um, okay. You, you had one more thing to say in terms of what goal you're gifting or what goal you're doing. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to wait to the gifting. I'd say the, the thing that I want to gift them, I've gifted myself, but so I'd rather okay, say it so, as a gift. So, so we'll circle back to yeah. that in a minute. Right. <laughs> the suspense. <laughs> Nona. Oh gosh, what? I have so many professional goals this year. So I am working on my second book, which is actually different than my first book. My first book was about how to get paid to speak and how to, how to make money as a professional speaker, which is kind of like a how-to guide on how to create a speaking business um, based off of my growing up with my dad and what I've, you know, working for a speaker bureau for eight years and then now running my own agency for over three years. Um, but now my second book is about being type one diabetic and how I I learned a lot um, about being responsible person. And I had to grow up really early and stuff by being able to, you know, taking care of myself. And that's another thing if people say, I can't believe you do all these things and you're type one diabetic. I mean, I I had a child, everything like that. So my first, my, um, yeah. So my first goal is to get my book out there this year, um, which I just recently asked my dad to also help me write because I figured having me myself and then a parent view might really make a really good book. And I've already been asked to speak at my second diabetic event as a keynoter. So I'm really, those are some personal professional goals. But then for my business as a booking agent, because I do represent 14 speakers currently, but I can, I can comfortably represent 30. So I would love to have, you know, about 16 more clients that I'm regularly um, working with and booking Um, and then, um, let's see what else I've got. I've got so many business. Oh, and I'm working on a small scale seminar, um, to hopefully happen one day in May. I just started planning that with my team. So I'm going to start doing small scale seminars as well. Um, so, and I want to be on more podcasts too. I loved being on podcasts and networking events and stuff like that. I just feel like there's, you know, getting in front of people and talking to everyone. This is one of the things that I tell all of my speakers, 
don't just go in, do the talk and then leave. Like you're not, they're not there to enter. You're not just there to entertain. You're there to help um, be sociable and meet everyone and net network and stuff like that. Because if you just go in, fly in for the day, do your one hour talk and then leave, you're just leaving so many connections on the table. And there's a lot of speakers that do that. So all of my clients know that if I send them somewhere, it's a day fee. It's not there. And I want you to network so that that way we can have spinoff and we can build because we're trying to build my business, their business, you know, everyone. Um, so yeah, be like, it's kind of ties back to some of the person, like what, Michael said, like, be present in the time, or like Eric said, turning off his phone, like be present in the time. Like when you go to an event, be present there and be there for them. It's not all about you. So um, yeah, more opportunities to be at conferences for me would be great as well. Yeah. And that's true. You know, going back to being mission-based, it's mm -hmm. really, what do you do? What makes you unique? And how do you help? And it can be to inform, it can be to educate, it can be to entertain, it can be all the above. But we are all here for a purpose. And the purpose today is to really inspire people to say, you know, whatever your personal goals are, they're within your reach. You just need to make it a priority. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't even take that much. It's just a little time. It all adds up. And I think this leads really into um goals to gift our audience so what is one goal that you want to to gift that anyone listening or watching can do today tonight tomorrow to really get and or stay on track with their personal goals and michael i know you're so excited so why don't you go first <laughs> okay well you know the the yeah, the goal I would urge people beyond uh, networking, which is bringing new people into your orbit. I really, what I have done this year and what I really urge people to do is to find that core, you know, their core group, whether it's a writing group that you create, that's one of the things that I did, or, you know, the people at your publisher who really like you and want to go the extra mile, but find that core group who want to support you, who like you. And, and be, you know, and want to be there for you. And then let them know how much you appreciate them and be generous towards them as you want them to be generous to you because the whole thing will work. The system will work. And um, it, it um, is so much easier to move forward when there, when there are, when you do have a little, you know, you, you, you have a, a, a group of people who are, who are really on your team and you haven't just networked them to ask them for a favor. I mean, I really believe in building, making new relationships and all, all, all that, but, but these are people who know you and care about you and that are on your team. And um, I urge everybody to find those people. And, um, and, and one, one other thing, and then I'll shut up. And if there, if you don't have a group of them, but now this is one organization thing I have done a lot of, then find, then start your own group. Yeah. Find, you know, find it that way, create a group, ask people if they want to be in your writing group and your self-help group and your, whatever, you know, and your goal group. I, I, and I will also put in, in the comments, uh, if you are on Facebook, please join the Write On Online Facebook group every day. There's a new opportunity to share what you're working on, including your networking goals. Um, my favorite is Cheat Your Horn Thursday because it gives you a chance to brag on what you did awesome this week. But I say it's goal setting, productivity, and community because it's a way to uplift. But definitely by identifying the people in your life who you all want to elevate each other, definitely um, put time, care, and feeding into that because that way everybody grows. So Jubal, join one, start one, all the above. Great goals. Love that. Um, mm -hmm. And Pam Barraway is uh, tuning in from the East Coast, and she wrote, a core group is vital both professionally and for life in general. Absolutely. And, and I, I will add, Pam is someone who I know when I have my my goal chat, Twitter chat for five years, which I sunsetted about a year ago, um, we became friends because she was showing up to that community every week and got to know each other that way. And we actually talked on the phone and caught up today. So you never know when those uh, online connections 
get to become real life friends. And it's by prioritizing that you are able to nurture, develop those relationships. So, um, Eric, what goal do you wish to gift? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say I gift everybody. <laughs> I wish I could literally just gift it, give it to you. Um, no, uh, it's not a magic wand, but it can be in, in some senses. I want to gift everybody the goal, a personal goal of not just getting more sleep, but better sleep, whether that's <laughs> actually learning how to take naps whether that's getting to bed earlier, whether that's getting up later, um, whether that's discovering you're more of a morning person or a night person to better accommodate that, whether that's also just getting better quality sleep, more and better sleep overall. That's the goal. And there's a lot of ways to go about it, as you can I, see. I yeah. love that. And would you believe next week's episode is on dreams? Love it. Get more and better sleep. And it's going to improve your health, which is going to improve your personal life and your professional life. So it's wins all around. Nona. Yeah. Cool. Yes. So I would say I give have a challenge for everyone to do at least three things per day, professionally or personally, that stretches you a little bit, that might scare you a little bit. So when you say, oh, instead of actually getting on the phone and calling this person, because I know a lot of people getting on the phone, I mean, I do it all day long, but a lot of people, I and I have a lot of clients because they don't like to do the phone calls. So instead of sending the email, um, get on the phone and do that phone call. Um, mail, you know, three books a day in the mail to a potential buyer with like a handwritten note or like, or personally, you know, like you said, if it scares you to, I don't know walk around. The, I don't know. I don't know what scares you personally, but you know, something that stretches you a little bit every day, at least three things personally or professionally, that's either going to grow your business or grow yourself personally. I love that. And, and I'm going to invoke the five of seven rule because I'm a firm believer. If you say do things every day, yeah. you're going to get overwhelmed and, and get too ahead of yourself. So I say do three things a day that stretch you a little, but take the weekend off yes. or take a couple days off. Um, if you're doing it or, or do like, like Eric does do five days in a row, you get to take two days. So if you can work ahead, but just keeping that in mind, even if it's just one or two things a day that stretches you, everybody's going to win because right. you've got a message, you've got a story, you've got help to get out there. And it, it's not just, um, giving of yourself is going to help others. So you're not even doing it for you. If you think about it, you're doing it to help more people. Mm -hmm. I think that makes it a lot easier. Just step out of that comfort zone. Okay, everybody's nodding again. Podcast listeners, honest, everybody is agreeing with each other, which is always kind of, I, I love these conversations because with few exceptions, I bring people together who don't know each other. Um, and I love it because everybody is like, yes, and agreeing. So building upon each other. So that, that's why I have so much fun with these because we don't know. I, but I, I always like to um, change things up and that way you all get to meet, meet each other and then your communities. So um, a lot of fun especially when like this, it's just such a helpful, productive conversation, I think, for everyone. Uh, please, friends, tell everyone where they can learn more about you. Eric? Yeah, I mean, best place is to head on over to uh, beyondthetodolist.com. That's where you can find my show. And we've got over 500 episodes over the past 11 years. Yeah. You'll also be able to, um, I think, grab all my socials there. Primarily, I would go to either LinkedIn or Instagram and just go for E-R-I-K-J-F-I-S-H-E-R -E and connect with me there. Awesome. And I will say that um, we will have that as well as your LinkedIn in the recap. I always put that because that's the best first I think for a lot of people, connection points. So I will put all your websites and your LinkedIn. So if you're listening and connecting, just add a little note that this is where you met, air quotes. 
no, no. Where can more, where can people learn more about you and your book and everything? Yeah. So um, LinkedIn is probably the number one best place to find me. And then also my website as well. And I have um, calendar links on my website. And then if you email me or message me on LinkedIn, of course, I'll send you those as well. So if anyone ever wants to just have a one-on-one, like quick 15, 30 minute conversation um, about life and goals and things and speaking or not speaking, whatever, (laughs) I just like to meet everyone because you never know who knows someone and what kind of connection you'll create. So, um, yeah, message me on LinkedIn or go, or you can go to my website as well at prather-marketing.com. Awesome. Yeah. And Michael, where can people learn more about you? I suggest that they use my website, um, michaelweissmanwrites.com or Instagram, which is just at Michael Weissman. And the secret is that my parents wanted a boy and they put an E on the end of Michael. So that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-E. And then it's Weissman with two S's. But, um, and you guys, you know, I don't use LinkedIn very much and you're kind of like creating a new goal for me. Cause I guess I have to, I, that has to be a goal to get on at least to get all my, all my, my links onto LinkedIn. So, so thank you. Yeah, my friend, my LinkedIn connection request to you, I think has been pending for like two months. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that will explain. That, yeah, that makes I, sense. Well, I, I, I don't also deny it. Have, I have something that I wrote on setting LinkedIn goals. So I will I will put it in the recap. And if you want, I will send it oh, yes. uh, to you as well. Because it, it can take LinkedIn, which um, many people know that I love so much. It can take as much or as little time as you want, mm-hmm. but no matter what you are doing, it's so important to have that professional um, place because when we meet new people, what do we do? We check out their website and then we look them up on LinkedIn. They do that to us. So anyway, and, and as I said before, if you go to the devmethod.com slash blog, you can get the recap and these links. And if you want to learn more about me, obviously, uh, deb at thedevmethod.com or look at thedevmethod.com. And if you need a little bit of push on your goals, um, you can grab a copy of your goal guide at your favorite place to buy books. Um, And of course, I am live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, and you can subscribe at The Dev Method on YouTube and or your favorite podcast platform. Such a great conversation. I always feel so energized after after I do these shows. I'm like, oh, I had great goals. Well, I I love um, the energy, the enthusiasm, which is what this show is all about. Uh, so what final thought do you want to leave people with today? Nona? Oh gosh. Um don't let don't let your goals scare you. If you want to move into the RV, do it. If you wanna don't, you know, there's no time like the better. People always say, I'm going to wait until the perfect time. There's never a perfect time to be happy and to change your life if you're, if you need to. Um, so yeah, don't let, don't let your fears hold you back and do the things that you want to do. Um, tackle those scary goals to, to get ahead and be happier. Awesome. I love that so much. Michael, final thought. I am going to ditto what Nona said, because now is the time, you know, what we have is time and we have this time and we don't know what other time and do it. Be kind to yourself. Take it in incremental steps, as Eric said, but, but don't delay. Do it today. Do it now a little bit for yourself today. Fantastic. And Eric, final, final thought to you. I was going to say now's not the time to just to be contradictory, <laughs> but I'm going to continue flowing with that. And I'm going to say maybe now isn't the time, but that doesn't mean don't write down that thing that you want to do because now may not be the time, but soon might be the time mm-hmm. and go have a conversation with somebody that's a trusted um, friend or uh, advisor and tell them, so that they can continue to check in on you and say, you know, when is the time? I have pe- I have a mastermind person this morning that was just like, Eric, dude, you got to do this. And I'm like, I know, I know. Now's not the time, but I'm trying to figure out when and then make it happen. And then he under he's like, okay, yes, with what you're saying, now is not the time, but it is soon. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Yeah. I, I love it. Soon may be the time, 
but keep your priorities, your goals in order, because you never know when yet becomes yet. Uh, thank you so much, Eric, Nona, and Michael for joining me today. And thank you for tuning in, whether you're watching This Is Gold Chat Live or the Dev Show podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network. We know the life that you want, that power is in your hands. So go on out there, go for it, because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.